This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. If you have not been on there yet, go on there. I'm telling you, I've been telling you for, I think this is our 25th episode. Go on there and explore all the amazing curated playlists. They are working day and night, all the curators putting together genre-specific playlists, vibe-specific, acapellas, instrumentals, everything. We've got all the dopest stuff for your live streams and everything you're doing right now. And the new link technology is coming really soon, so stay tuned. All right, now on to the reason why we are here today. I'm super excited to have our next guest on the show. She is one of the most versatile DJs in the game. She's well respected by all the DJs from the up and comers to legends like Jazzy Jeff and A Track and everybody. She does it all. She's DJs from private events, film festivals to nightclubs at all the top clubs in the world, uh, especially in the United States, um, all the major markets. And um, she also holds her own with the best turntablists in the major battles like the Goldie Awards. She's basically the type of DJ that when you're watching her, you just look at the person next to you and say, damn, that was really dope. That was kind of my <laughs> what I was thinking when I was trying to describe her. Her production game is also just as strong, and her Instagram is guaranteed to make you smile. She always has some fun, good stuff on there. And we also get the feeling she loves gummy bears and tequila. We can't wait to learn more about her. Please make some noise for Caper. What's up? Right. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Good. It's living the quarantine life. We are like living the quarantine else. life from coast yeah. to coast. I'm in LA. You're in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I and um, I saw you said you were just moving. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's not that bad. I moved like in another unit in the same building. Oh, so okay. <laughs> it's not as bad as it could have been, but it's still a nightmare. So. No, it's still it's a okay. nightmare. But in the same building, thank God. You don't have to go out. That's like I can't imagine better. what that would have been like. That would have been ridiculous. That's too much. Yeah. And like we met, I was trying to remember where we met. I think we must have met like eight to 10 years ago at South by Southwest. Do, do um, you think? Yeah, it was South by Southwest. I think it was. We it? were having a scratch session at some party. I think that guy DJ Corrupt was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corrupt. And yeah, uh, I think you were DJing or maybe we were just both there and we, we ended up having a scratch session or something. I think me and you were booked for that gig I, i'm pretty sure it was corrupt's gig or something like that and yes. he had booked us and then we were doing a scratch session after and i remember saying to you like i don't want to do this and you were, <laughs> you were just like and i was like oh fuck <laughs> someone was filming as well i think i remember i and know i didn't want to do it but it's fine it's but cool. then you got yeah, on and me. destroyed it and it was really dope <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's where we met. And then recently we both DJed the Beat Source uh, Twitch fundraiser, the live stream. Yeah, that was fun. So from from de- scratching in real life to the uh, live stream world that we're in now, <laughs> we got yeah. those connections. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we're, we were both heavy travelers before this all kicked in. I mean, you are, you know, it's- go worldwide. What does it feel like to take a break from all that? 
you know, like, so obviously, like, everyone's, every DJ's been asked, like, how are you coping with, yeah. you know, the change? Like, right. I don't, I don't mind it. I don't <laughs> mind it. For now, I don't mind yeah. it. Like, honestly, because for the last, like, I think four to five months, like, every weekend, you know how it is, as a working DJ, you know you got to be doing something every weekend, doing a gig, you're traveling, and if you're not, then you're like panicking, like, oh, well, I don't have gigs, you know, that kind of thing, right? Right. So I was, you know, I, I felt kind of, I, I mean, you know, I was blessed to be able to travel every single weekend, but then it literally got to the day before the lockdown or, or you know, when everything got cancelled and right. it was just like, that's it, everything stopped. All my, ga- all my gigs are cancelled and I'm like, oh, what do I do now? And then I'm like, I've got all this time to to test out the equipment that I haven't been able to test out. I've been like working on routines. I've been doing live streams. So I'm like busier than I was before. Cause usually I'd come back home and I have like three days to get, you know, in shape at the gym, like, you know, just right. doing normal stuff. And then I'll be back on the road again. So I don't mind it. I, I can't say that I don't want to, I want to do this forever, but right. <laughs> you know, I, it hasn't been so bad. I can't, really complain i mean it's funny i think every dj has said (laughs) a similar thing of i don't mind it and i'm built for this this is you know we've all been traveling so much we're used to being stuck in a room for an endless amount of time and just working on something so yeah but i don't i I, whenever i say that i always think to myself but i don't want to like jinx myself yes and be like oh i really love this and then just never have any anything to do ever again (laughs) I know. Any gigs or any, you know. Of course, help. I'm on the same page. I, I mean, I, I have the same feeling about it and um, same thing. But, and I also feel busier than ever. That's what I was yeah. saying to someone today. Like, I'm, I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to clean my closet. I'm going to learn this piece of equipment. I'm going to make beats yeah. every day. And it's like 40 days have gone by and mm-hmm. I haven't done a lot of it. <laughs> so yeah. I do feel busy too. Yeah, That's, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. And so you have been, I've seen you've been like um, doing some stuff, scheduling some stuff out. You have your live from Brooklyn live stream. Is that every week? Yeah. Apart from last Friday, I didn't do it because I was moving. Right. But every weekend, I kind of just started it out because like obviously the first week D-Nice did his one and I'm like, oh, like I was going to do it the first week, but then I needed to process what was happening for at least a week and then I I was like right and then everyone kept kept uh asking me like are you gonna do streams blah 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 and then I was like okay I should probably get on this so I just went straight into um Instagram live and I was like hopefully I don't get shut down right and and I didn't so it's been working fingers crossed like okay um but yeah, like uh, I've been doing, doing the streams have been keeping me busy. And like I said, like, you know, just what, trying to figure out how to stream. Like I've been, like when we did the Beatport thing, yeah. uh, Beat Source thing, right. um, that was a nightmare because I'm like, oh my God, I've got to figure out how to do all this professional live streaming. And I've literally just woken up and I haven't spoken to the engineer and the engineer's <laughs> like, let me take over your computer. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> this is not gonna work i was actually gonna i was getting to the point where i was like oh no i'm gonna have to tell them i can't do it because it was <laughs> nothing was working and then this guy he just like took over my computer and fixed everything and then it, it all worked so 
I know. Yeah. That's the beauty of that team viewer app. You can just go in someone know, else's right? computer and be like, all right, I'm fixing it for you. Mm-hmm. I've done that for like a few DJs that needed help. I was like, all right, let me just go in and. <laughs> Spider tech support. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my new job. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's the schedule for your live streams? Do you have a specific schedule? Or you just go on whenever you want. No, I've been I've been sticking to Friday nights because I like to prep for my streams. I don't. I haven't. I I I think maybe the first week I was kind of like pulling down playlists in my Serato where like you know I'm I'm like mixing and matching from stuff that I've done before, but yeah. obviously I can't do that forever. So. I, this has actually been the first time in a long time where I've actually been able to think about my sets and right. and like think about like what I'm like what I'm gonna play and like just stuff that I've, I haven't played before or never got a chance to, and then I've just been like thinking of new routines. It's, it's just yeah, creatively my mind is just like going crazy at the moment. I'm just like ah, you know. That's so, good. <laughs> yeah, um, I. I, I kind of stick to uh, Fridays because it gives me enough time to think of routines and right. do other stuff as well. Because I know like a lot of, I've seen a lot of um, DJs, they've been on like every night and stuff. And Right, that's hardcore. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's great, but that's, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do other things as well. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think there's a right answer to how pe- people are doing it. Some people are on, like you said, 12 hours a day and some people once in a while. Yeah. And no one knows what everyone's going through, like with all of this stuff, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. we just all got to survive, <laughs> make it through yeah. to the next, mm-hmm. the next step of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw you have like other stuff going on in your house, like your dog started a juice bar <laughs> and uh, <laughs> your dog Zuri yeah, some, some amazing green juice going on. <laughs> what yeah, kind of yeah, juice was that? It was, it was celery, um, ginger, lemon cucumber that's some good other, some other green things nice. whatever, whatever green that? i can fit do you make that at home or you bought it no no we make it we nice. make it i've been quarantining with um i mean so i know it's supposed to be social distancing but right. there's two two of my friends who are at my wedding you know what i mean so yeah. it's kind of hard to social distance from two of your friends that live two doors down right me. so so we've been We've been like cooking and juicing and everything together, cause like I mean, like what else are you gonna do? So and then For you know sure, they've yeah. they've they've been you know keeping healthy and so me and my husband, so it kind of works yeah, out. Yeah, it's so. almost like people are creating these little pods where they're like, okay, I can trust you. I've I'm doing what I say, you do what you say. We can all be together. Yeah, you have to like vouch for someone. Like, where has this person been? What have they <laughs> done in the last four weeks? It's crazy. It's insane. We're we're getting used to it though and figuring it out as we go. Yeah. It's all good. And so like we said, you live in Brooklyn now, but um you're originally from the UK, right? Yeah, I'm originally from a town called Croydon in South London. Okay. Um but I moved here what was it? Two thousand and sixteen. Um but before that, you know, like as you know, I was I I was coming over here quite a bit. Um, right just to dj and tour and and whatever but in 2016 i got married um and my husband's american um and he lives in new york so i was either it, it was either that he was going to move there which wouldn't have made sense because he works here so and i yeah. can dj from anywhere in the world so right 
kind of made sense for me to move here. Plus, I, I feel like I had done everything I could have done in living in in the yeah. UK for you know like my whole life. So, right, yeah. you were sort of on your US takeover at that point, where you were coming in. You were touring every major city from Vegas to LA to doing those. Coachella. I was. Well, it was crazy. Here's what was so misleading about that whole thing was. It was like I would come over to the States for like what two weeks at a time or something. Yeah. And my agent um would book me like on a very condensed like, okay, you do this club, this club and it would be like day after day after day or in the space of two, three weeks. And then I then I'd go back home to London and I'd just do my normal like travelling across the world. I thought that when I when I whenever I moved to the States that my life would be constant like you know, I'd still, I'd be doing the same clubs every single week. Yeah. And then when I got here and I'd done the clubs that I was supposed to, and then like for the rest of the month, I didn't have anywhere to play. I was like, oh, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> kind of thing. So I, I literally, I had to build, I almost had to build my career like back up from the start. It seemed like right. that anyway, but, uh, yeah, I mean, up until before quarantine, it was going pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Once quarantine hit, things changed a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I wasn't getting booked anymore. Not sure why. <laughs> I know, our job is definitely not uh, friendly with the quarantine rules. <laughs> mm -mm, <laughs> We're going to mm -mm. see how this gets back to, to business. That's cool, though. I mean, I've seen that that's led you to... Well, do a lot of things, obviously, but to create some of your own parties, right? I know you have your own party called Assembly. That's a house, funk, disco kind of night. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I'm not doing that party anymore, but originally, okay. like, we we started doing it just around Brooklyn because, honestly, I, I don't play locally. Like, if you're... If you're yeah. away every weekend, how are you supposed to do gigs in your hometown? And plus, New York is not really a place... It's a place where you do smaller gigs, right? Right. Or you do, you know, like the warehouse raves or whatever, right, in Brooklyn. Yeah. But I, I just kind of felt like I was missing that side of things. So I thought, all right, let me... I love, I love making house and disco. So let me just try and throw a party like that. And, and it, it was fine, but, you know... I used to promote back in the day, like in the early 2000s. And I remember how much energy I had to, to promote parties. And I just don't have it anymore. <laughs> I know. I, just could, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep up with it. So. Yeah, if you're, it helps if you're that super party person and you're like hyping up the people like, come on, come party with me. But yeah, I'm just harder. not, I'd, I'd like, I hate the, I'd say, but I'm not that young anymore where I can, I, I'm married, like I have responsibilities. I can't just be out like every like five days a week in this in the scene networking hey come to my party like that kind right. of thing which i feel like you have to do in new york you have to be a part of the scene and, yep. and stuff and i just couldn't do it so so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, no i understand i think that's what a lot of us go through that are in this similar thing where we're traveling touring djs and like then we want to have our place at home that we do the night but we don't want to be at the mercy of some cl annoying club person telling us what to do. So we throw our own night, but then we don't want to necessarily promote it or be out every night to promote it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, and yeah, like I said, I had the energy to do that when I was younger. I just right. couldn't get my, I was like, how did I used to do this? This is insane. Like I just, I it's too much work. <laughs> I respect any DJ that promotes their own party. Like 
Me too. Respect. Because yeah. it's a lot of work. <laughs> I know. I think it pays off because you really get to curate the night that you want, the energy that you want, play the songs you want, and it can pay off. And especially nowadays where the touring became very ticket sale based for DJs like us, yeah. having your own party was a good way to, to still tour that. around and, yeah. and, and sort of be yourself and promote who you are and what you like, you know, your mm -hmm. taste. Yeah, for sure. What, when you started, like you said, when you were younger and starting in the UK, um, like how did you get your start? Were you throwing parties or how did you first start getting into DJing? What turned you on to it? I mean, when I first started DJing, I was too young. Like I was, what, 11 or something, 12? Oh, wow. Yeah. So by the time I was old enough to go to a club, um, I'd already been DJing for, you know, three, four years or whatever yeah um and and i remember when i was 16 i had to get my my older brother to chaperone me to the <laughs> to my first gig <laughs> um and i kind of just started off djing locally in in croydon where i'm from right. and then i mean it was kind of hard because like my parents weren't like they weren't into it they were just like you're not gonna be a dj come on like go to school be a doctor you know the usual yes. usual things um and I just wasn't into it. And I, I almost was was kind of, I was hiding it from them kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, and then I went to university for one of the main reasons why I went to university was so I could be a DJ. <laughs> like, so I could get away from my parents and live. I didn't go to university in, in London. I went just a little bit outside of London to a place uh, in Cambridge. Okay. And... I specifically picked that university because it would only take me 45 minutes to get back to London, to, to <laughs> like on the train, if I wanted to DJ or do gigs. Right. So it was, it was really, it was just based around me wanting to be a DJ. Like that's the re that's. What do your parents think now? Um, they love it now because I make money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did make money before. Crying. Was there a certain gig that like, sh right. But was there a certain, what changed their mind? Was there like, do you a know what it, what it was? I, so like once I went to university, obviously they, um, they saw that, you know, they couldn't stop me. Right. Cause I'd moved out. I'm at university. And then I entered the competition, not willingly. I, I basically, I, I did music technology at university and one of the first things in my first week, I, had, I did a mixtape and I gave it to the third year, a third year student on my course. And I said, can you like master this for me? Can you sort out the levels or whatever? This guy, he heard, he heard my mixtape and he was like, who's, who's scratching on there? And I was like, it's me. And he was like, Are you, that's you? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, I just entered this competition and it's basically a national DJ competition but I don't really want to, I'll drop out and I, I would rather that you, you did it. I was like, okay. So he put me in it and, and I ended up like going through the heats and I kept, I kept winning them. And I was like, shit, okay, this is becoming serious. Like I just kept winning them, winning them. And you were and sending then, in or it was live? I, like no, you had to like, it was like a DMC competition. Like oh, you would okay. go and compete right. against other DJs and I kept winning them and that that was yeah that was kind of how yeah that's amazing <laughs> that's so cool yeah. 
And from there, did you think you would just kind of be a scratch DJ, like on some X-Men, you know, allies type thing? Or did you have other At the time, I was, um, I wanted to, yeah, after I won that competition, it was a Vestax competition that won, by the way. And after I won it, I was, because I was kind of mingling a lot with that DMC crowd. So I would get asked at the time, uh, DJ Blakey from the UK, he was one of my friends and he, I, you know, I would kind of hang around with that kind of crew and I got asked a lot, like, do you want to, you know, you should enter the DMCs or you and I was like, kind of don't want to, I want to, yeah. I just want to be a DJ. I just want to go. I, I, I was enjoying playing in clubs and right. making people dance. So yeah, I did. I never really, I was into it. I went to all the, all the scratch competitions and everything. I, the same same way you probably did and yeah you know but i just i just never i i did i didn't want to i didn't want to sit in my bedroom for an for a year and in and right. no offense to anyone that 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 does do that but that wasn't what i wanted at the time so so yeah no, of course everyone know. has a different path and same i didn't want i <laughs> love scratching and i love the technical aspects and i practiced it nonstop and, but I never had like the aspirations to be a battle champion. You know, I, I wanted, I don't yeah. know. I loved going to raves and listening to crazy music like that and seeing people dance and then going to hip hop shows and then, you know, all the different aspects of it mo- too much to be able to just do the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of just wanted to be out there. I didn't, I, I just, I, I wanted to be out there in the club. I wanted to be traveling. I wanted, yeah. you know, at that time I was, I started getting gigs like uh, in different countries and stuff, and so when when would I get time to be a scratch DJ now? Like yeah. and learn, you know. And I mean, thinking back, maybe I don't know. Maybe I should have. I don't know. But it's just no. I mean, I think it's way. good to be well rounded. I, you know, I mean, um, you could look back at anything and think that. You know, I know. But mm. I think that you you have a very well rounded style, you know, and that's similar to people like DJ AM and people that can do everything you know and i think that's honestly the most valuable thing you could bring to the game you know um styles davis mentioned to me that your scratch style is somewhat unorthodox (laughs) what is what's different about it i think um because i scratch backwards i think so right okay so if you if you see like i cross my hands so so you don't do hamster style it's kind of, and and the way that that started was you know obviously I I started DJing when I was young and I didn't really have anyone to teach me. Yeah. Um I also only had one turntable and I'm left-handed. Okay. So so and I'm very <laughs> left-handed as well. So like I would put one you know my my brother bought me a turntable and it and it was a Technics 1210 and I would put it on the left side and I had I had my mixer on the right and I would just only practice on my left left hand and I didn't yeah. know that it was getting embedded in my brain that you know and my, my yeah. brain I was teaching my brain to only do that and right. and then when I was 17 I got my first job um well not my first job it's like my second job but like when I could afford to buy a second turntable but by that time yes. I would I was, I'd already learned how to scratch so I'm learning everything on one hand and yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to do it with two turntables now. 
and it just happened like that and then also I did I think I did start the um I think I did did start learning to scratch hamster but then when I started DJing in a club back in the day you remember when when the wires would be fixed in and you yeah. couldn't switch them around so right, I had under to the learn. booth or something yeah yes I had I had to figure out a way to make it work for me in the club so <laughs> amazing but you scratch like it's normal but you just put your hands the other way i don't really know yeah it's normal <laughs> so it's normal but my but hand is upside down are, right so your left hand feels more comfortable on the record yeah yeah i i try i've tried so hard to train my other hand and it just my brain it will not allow me to do it (laughs) same i have things that i started in the beginning and then that's it it's my go-to scratch i can't get it out of my head i can try so hard on my other hand for 20 years and it won't yeah and it's great it's crazy because i see you know you see the all the the kids the little kids on instagram that can dj and i i want to i want to make sure well they're being taught really well anyway but right but I want to make sure that they know to not pick up bad habits like that. You know, no. you've got to be ambidextrous. And you right. don't have to be. I mean, you don't have to. I, I feel like I developed a different style from having limits. Yeah, totally. And I think it's hard to, like, back in the day, we had, there was no YouTube and there was no friends around to show you. I had nobody around for a long time. Yeah. So exactly, I would. I had like a couple VHS tapes I could look at, but I didn't understand what Qbert was doing exactly. Yeah. So it was so advanced, you know. So same kind of thing. Like nowadays, at least they can watch all their favorite DJs have these lessons and YouTube yep. tutorials. Yeah, you got the beat junkies, you know. Oh my doing god! Tutorial Amazing. courses. It's crazy. I w- I wish I w- I wish I had that, but then me too. I don't know. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, In another well, life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, you can still do it. I know some of my friends are go on to the right. Babu or Shortcut Scratch class and still practice with them. And yeah, I, yeah. I keep saying I need to do it, but it's hard. Like you said, wife, kids, <laughs> we have a whole life going on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's crazy. What? Uh, so I mentioned earlier, like, I feel like you have a very well-rounded style, like with the scratching and just your musical knowledge and your ability to sort of read the crowd and deal with people and just every little thing it seems like you have taken time to focus on each thing equally um and sort of you know uh reminiscent of dj am and some other dope djs um and i think a lot of those styles come from hip-hop djing which i assume is some of your influences but you also seem to have really heavy dance influences and house music and i don't know coming from the uk i don't know about drum and bass that kind of stuff um like what's your you know where do the dance music influences come from and what's your favorite kind of music to listen to in that world in the dance world apart from hip-hop i mean uh i i mean i grew up listening it was hard to not listen to drum and bass or house like it was right. in the charts like that was our pop music you know that I mean? was the like, hip-hop almost in a way right yeah that was our hip-hop but then obviously I, my foundation comes from hip-hop that's what i grew up on 90s hip-hop basically yeah um but even then like even when you remember uh the box and i don't know if you guys had the box music television yeah control. for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'd write in the the video you wanted and stuff it, 
Yeah, like in, we had that in the UK as well as MTV, obviously. And I, I, you, you know, there'd be dance music videos, and and then obviously I live in London, and you know, yeah. French disco was like a like a big thing in the the nineties, right. like in the late nineties. Um, so it was pretty hard to like not not have that influence uh, coming up as a DJ from the UK, and obviously drum and bass. Like I grew up on Jungle. I yeah. grew up on drum and bass. You know, it's just it's just around you. So that's what else am I gonna do? You know I, I mean? know, I know. Do you have a favorite? Like, do you love house music the most, or do you just kind of you're open minded to everything? I'm. I think I'm open minded to everything, but I do love disco and house. That's right. that's the, like it makes me happy. Like, yeah, it makes me happy when I play it in the club. It makes me it reminds me of when I was younger. Like, you know, just just stuff like that um but then i could say the same thing about when i play like like drum and bass or yeah or jungle do you know what i mean it I just I don't, I don't know like there's not i don't really have a favorite but yeah i i make house music better than i make hip-hop that's for sure like, okay. <laughs> like i just i just i think maybe because i don't know whether i i'm too close to hip-hop or i don't know what it is but Every time I tr- I've tried to make a hip hop track, it just sounds like if it doesn't sound like DJ Premier, I don't want it. I don't want to hear it. Like if it doesn't <laughs> sound like Just Blaze, I I'm just like, eh, that's rubbish. But with I can take my hip hop influences and R and B influence influences and put that into house music. That's that's when it becomes like different or, or like special. Yeah, for me, I think that's but, what makes you you too. Your musical style, because you, you can hear it. You can hear in your sets, obviously, you come from a hip-hop background and are a hip-hop fan and from mm-hmm. the culture and the DJing and the music. But in your the other music that you put out as Caper, um, you can hear the like soulful influences going into the dance music and the house. So yeah. I think it's, that's it, what it all I kind comes of together. Try, that's what I try to do is to put all of my influences but into a house track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, there, like, was there a song um that you can remember that really sparked your interest in dance music or something that like when you first started DJing you couldn't wait to go play this record for people is there anything you remember like like that? in a in a club um uh, or any kind of party at the time it was like daft punk yeah and stuff like that um uh Todd Terry um Masters at Work like stuff like that that was my, uh, my my brother my older brother he's he's like seven years older than me so he was like going he was going to Ibiza like yeah. with his friends and while right. I was you know I was too young to go out um but um uh yeah so that's 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 that kind of stuff is what so what I can remember yeah and I know you went to um playlist retreat the amazing thing we discussed it last week with Chris Villa he had uh, the mm-hmm. opportunity to go. Was um, there last ha- year? Yeah. How did you meet Jazzy Jeff in the first place? And then we could talk about your experience <clears throat> there. I met Jeff um, when I was when I was in my first year of university, so like probably like eighteen, nineteen years old. Um, okay. And I was promoting a party in Cambridge, and it was my vision to have. You know, at the time I was up and coming, so I was thinking to myself, how do I, how do I DJ with my heroes? And the only way I could think of was, well, let me promote a party and I'll book them. Yeah. So, so I I met him, you know, 
from promoting parties and since ever since then I guess we've uh, kept in touch and we'd you know cross paths a lot you know even when I was living in the UK and yeah he's always supported me so yeah he's a huge supporter of you and then he started throwing the playlist retreat and you got to go there what was that like being around all those amazing people it was crazy because I'd heard about it when I was living in London um because he'd done a cup of years before I'd moved here um and then when I moved here for some reason I had texted him or something and I said hey I don't know if you know but I live here now kind of thing and I was hoping like okay I hope he asked me to come (laughs) (laughs) and funny enough like a couple of months later when they're organizing the playlist retreat for that year I get a text from him hey what's your email and then I get this invite and I'm like what (laughs) so yeah, the first year I went uh, was like 2017 and it was the most insane experience of my life. It's like walking in and you see all of your heroes that you've, like, to me now, because I, I, I'm on like an, a, a WhatsApp thread with all these guys, like, the, and I'm and sometimes I have to stop and think, like, I can't believe, like, <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. Amazing. But it's, it's an incredible experience and I don't think that you can really describe it unless you go there and see you know what i mean yeah. i can i can tell you what it's like but it's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's basically it's exactly w- what you would imagine times 10 <laughs> times 10 and then just just the the people that he invites there are the the best of the best like i remember walking it he has a studio at his house and it's um behind his garage and I w- remember walking in there for the first time and you have like the best jazz musicians you could ever hear of. And then you've got Questlove on the drums and like, it's just, it's insane. I remember like, I have stuff on my phone and I was like, wow, this is insane. And it just kept getting more and more insane as as the time went on. You're there for like four days. Yeah. Um, and it just get, kept getting crazier. Um, it's like the best summer camp ever. It is, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. That's so dope. And you get to do a lot of um, dope parties around. I know that you've become a staple. Um, during Coachella, there is a big party called the Neon Carnival. Yeah. And it's, I mean, for people that haven't been, it's nuts. I mean, they Coachella itself is a spectacle and huge, but this is the party that everyone wants to go to, the after party. <clears throat> it has, you know, it's a carnival, but it's it's just insane the amount of... Uh, production that goes into this and i know you dj'd one year absolutely destroyed it and then they've been bringing you <clears throat> every time to dj right after yeah that. I, I i have to really i have to thank um you do you remember and i and i i knew you then i think um but i don't know if you remember when i was on table manners a different agency yeah um, yeah yeah i remember and Chris Masterson and a guy called Mike McGuinness yes. um, found me somehow on the internet and then yeah. asked me to come and, you know, do some gigs for them in, in in the States. And they are friends with the organizer of Neon Carnival. So they their one of their missions was we have to put her in front of him. And right. that's exactly what they did. And they got me onto Neon Carnival like probably ten years ago. I think it wow, is. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long ago. T- 10 years ago. Amazing. Nine or 10 years ago, something like that. And 
they they I really I have to give them all the credit for for making that happen. But then when Brent um, Bolthouse saw me, he I guess he he always says it that I'm one of his favorite DJs. So he just kept me on, and every year I've done it, and it's been That's insane. so dope. <laughs> yeah, Brent Bolthouse. I mean, he's legendary LA promoter. He did some of the most legendary nights with DJ AM here, yeah. and and all the best you know yeah. DJs and parties in LA and now he's you know owns places and does that yeah and, and um, he and 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 it's crazy because I I was so oblivious to all of that like yeah. I didn't know anything I was like what What's that's probably for the best <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had no idea like I didn't I didn't know the history um I just know what people told me so yeah well, the yeah. fact that he likes you that much, I think, says a lot because he's, that's what I'm saying. He's hired every amazing <laughs> DJ and been around them all since the beginning. Well, I did his so. wedding. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was really fun. <laughs> that's cool. That's great. He's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, was that like a lot of pressure or you felt comfortable with him by that point? His wedding? Um, yeah. I was, I mean, he, he's such a nice guy. If you, yeah. anyone that knows him, he's just a lovely person. Yeah. Um, and he invited me and my husband to his wedding. And I just, you know, he was like, I want you to be a part of the flat family and a part of all the events and stuff. So he, I was legit like at his wedding, like all the events and yeah. everything. So That's yeah, great. by that point, I, I, it, was, it was cool. <laughs> Do you have any crazy stories that stick out from the neon carnivals over the years? Or is it all just blurry from... All the 1942. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um, well, I never used to drink back, back when I first started Neon Carnival. I, really? I didn't because I couldn't. I was, yeah, I, just, I was always so focused. But yeah. now I'm like, I'm, I'm just like, ah, whatever. But yeah. um, not with Neon Carnival, but just in general. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. There's been so many. I mean, yeah. for one, like, I mean, just... That was one of the first times that I had been exposed to like the level of celebrities that they they have there, and just having like yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. How, how do yeah, you say his name? That sounded right. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Leo. Um, having him like you know just watch me DJ or like you know I don't know just right. like whatever you know it was just kind yeah. of weird just to have that kind of scene around me and for them to be taking notice of me. Yeah. Um, but I, I, th I don't know if I could tell you the story. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're censoring. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the funniest, one of the weirdest stories I would say was where like one, one year I was in Neon Carnival. I was in my villa and someone that was coming with me to Neon Carnival because, you know, everyone's trying to get in there. Right. Right. So, trying to get a wristband to that is like. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, all right, if you want to come, you're going to have to come with me because I've given out all my wristbands, blah, blah, blah. And this person's like, all right, I'm bringing someone with me. Um, so I'm in the shower and I get out of the shower in my villa and I'm going yeah. to my bedroom. I look to the right and I'm like, that looks like Mario in, sitting in my living room. Mario from, from uh, you know, like, let me love you, Mario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Why is he in my living room? This is so weird. Um and he's there and he's trying to get into Neon Carnival. So he, so I'm like, wait, I didn't know that there was extra people coming. I don't know if I can get you in. He's like, don't worry. I'll just hang on the side of the car. What? <laughs> I'm, like, 
I'm like, wait, what? Like a garbage man style? Or something? <laughs> Just like no, on. like, you know, like CIA, CIA style? Like, yeah. You know, when you're with the president? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just hanging on the side he what legit the? wanted to hang on the side of my car all the way to neon carnival <laughs> just so that he could get in I was it's like, like you pull up insane. and he has dust all over his face <laughs> <laughs> and he takes his glasses off there's the only non-dusty part I know. <laughs> it's like a cartoon it was the weirdest it was the weirdest thing that anyone said to me is this did very he do it person. huh did he come in he he did to the to the to the entrance gate of my villa and then i was like dude you can't come on you can't you can't oh how i mean the driver for one was like i can't do that right. <laughs> like this is crazy he's like i know you got a shovel in the back i'm gonna build a <laughs> tunnel and then when you see my hand popping up pull me out of the ground <laughs> yeah that was that was insane that's the most one of the most craziest things someone said to me and was serious as well i was like that's you're hilarious. joking right and he was he was not joking he's like do you know how many events i've gotten into doing that <laughs> <laughs> he's like that's my go-to that's called yeah. the mario yeah do you know who i am like yeah <laughs> he's like no. when my last single didn't do so good i hung on the side <laughs> of every car getting into every event and now i'm at the met gala that's hilarious oh my yeah. god yeah. well speaking of crazy gigs like that do you have i mean this may be it or you may have answered it but do you have a like one of your most memorable or life-changing gigs like something that you were like, I can't believe I'm doing this or, you know, or was, or we sort of already just went over it. <laughs> no, well, I mean, see, I get asked that question a lot and I've done a lot of crazy like gigs and. Yeah. Uh, Maybe one that I more just, feels like uh, afterwards you're like, you felt like you went up a stair or something different yeah. happened or I think I think for me like quite, quite recently I got to DJ at Printworks in London okay. and you know one of the hardest things for me is because I'm known as an open format DJ yes uh if I'm, I'm making house music but it's hard to get accepted in that world of you know doing raves and you know shit like that yeah. Um. When you you kind of got this other history behind you, because yeah. a lot of the like you know a lot of the promoters that are in that world, they look at that stuff. Um, of course. And it matters, you know, your coolness matters to them, and you know. Right, or how like hardcore committed you are to yeah. that scene. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's fine, and I I totally accept that. Um. But one of the main places that I thought I'd never get to play at, um, was this place called Printworks, and it's 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 like an um. It's a converted printing factory and it's huge. Like you look up the top and it's just like insane how big it is. And yeah. they have like art installations and all this crazy stuff going on. And they have a, a screen that goes from the, the, the floor up to the ceiling and it's just one long screen. And they've just got all these other crazy screens that pop out and it's all, kind of, all kinds of crazy shit going on. Wow. Um, but that was, that was <laughs> I'd been living here for a while and I kind of forgot that that is the vibe that you get in London and it took me moving here no offense no offense <laughs> no offense no offense and I don't mean that in any 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 disrespect to like yeah. clubs in the US or the scene here but that was just it was it was kind of it was surreal to go back home and yeah and to have that experience 
That's dope. I mean, it's crazy how things work, too. You'd think that that would be like, okay, I did that at home, and then I moved to America. But. I didn't appreciate it. When I, lived in, when I lived in London, I didn't appreciate what I had around me and, you know, just all the, just the scene and the music and just how forward-thinking um, everyone yeah. is. Musically. Yeah, the UK and London is, like, one of my favorite places to go because like you said it is very forward thinking and open-minded and especially as a dj i mean there people are just more open to receive a song they haven't heard before i feel like and try to yeah. dance to it yeah and it doesn't you know it's, it doesn't matter what age they are you know they could just be straight out of university but i could play stuff that i was playing when I was at university and they, they know it and you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's weird. I, I didn't, I forgot about all that and I just, yeah, I needed, I, I needed a break from, from the UK to realize that it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, since you do so many different kind of gigs, like from open format to, you know, real house music to underground hip hop or, you know, whatever nineties hip hop. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have a certain way of organizing your, serato or just your music i know this is kind of nerdy question but <laughs> everyone listening deals with this stuff so like you said you for the beginning of live streaming you were pulling down some sets and then you got into yep. organization mode what's your process on that i just um i i have uh i've i've basically like i just make sub crates so so i know like for example like okay I'm yeah. doing all these live streams, right? And I'm naming them live from Brooklyn. I'm putting them in like little, you know, sub crates. And then that's it, really. I'm making new sets, though. You know what I mean? Like, especially yeah. in this in this time. But um, it's just really just me. Like, depending on what gig I do, I'm pulling down playlists. Yeah. From, and I remember, and I don't delete any playlists. I keep, like, if I've done a gig, I'll uh, go back to my history, make a folder, and I name it, okay, this is, you know, live or whatever, print works, blah, 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 2000 and whatever. And I'll yeah. know. And I, and I did that when I was on radio, when I was on the BBC. Uh -huh. um, I never got rid of any of the playlists or any of the mixes that I did. So I have all these, all these sets that I can go back to whenever I want. Um, and uh yeah yeah I no i love that i do the actually the exact same thing the only problem i've run into is that now i lose the sets like i want to be able to search my playlist yeah because i'm like oh yeah in sundance film festival like two years ago i did that movie and they wanted all new jack swing and i put together a set you know and then i'm like i'm trying to find it and i can't and so that that was one of the things that the playlist retreat what's what's so great about it is you have serato like the whole serato team in front of you where they yeah. ask you like what do you what do you want to make serato better and one of the things that i said was i really need a search bar in the playlist section just like you have yeah. in, the, in the main uh section I need the search bar because of that reason, like I you know. said. Um, but they still haven't done it. <laughs> no, well, well, I think... Because I said a, that too. I've said it to them multiple times. And they're like, why do you need that? I'm like, 
Because I keep every playlist and I want to know where, you know, be able to search it real quick. Well, as a working DJ, sometimes you're thrown, you're thrown like, you know, you're at a gig and it's like someone will ask for this and you'll be like, oh, I, well, I played that, that one time when I did that gig. And you want to just quickly be able to get to it. Yes. Or, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm doing things like really really fast and trying to think that okay this this that pull this play place down you don't have time to scroll up and down all the time um and that was yeah so that was one of the things that i had mentioned to them and i think it's a bigger process than just adding a search bar it's it, like you've I got to change so the whole library around which i know that they're working on so right. so i think uh, eventually it will, it will, it will or at we'll least i was want. saying just make let me alphabetize it <laughs> then at least oh, yeah, i know true. sundance or whatever i'm looking for will be in there or like 90s hip-hop but sometimes yeah. i'm like i can't even figure this out like i'll search in my actual computer and find it in the folder of crates and then right. that'll help me give a clue of where but like you said i'm moving so fast people yeah. are talking to me and when we're in the club environment and now in the live stream environment everyone's staring at you and yeah. they're all typing to you so it's yeah. even more like Hey, what up? I see you. Yeah. Okay, okay. You know, it's a lot of the worst. The worst is when you when you're like a couple of tequilas in, and yes. then someone throws something at you, like, "Oh my god, no way! I can't think. I can't think. I can't." Yeah, think. like my brain's not working, <laughs> and also I can't even see the text. It's all blurry. Like, yeah, because you like, remember, Let me just type remember in. Back, back in the day, it would be like you could you'd have a box of records and you could right. just look at the the color of a record and you'd you'd know which one it was but when exactly. you just have when you have words in your face like you just can't you know it's I like trying the to text no you're right it's like being on your phone and be like yeah. i can't see you know and that's why with records it was so much better because i could flip through and go oh yeah. oh there's that section i put all these yeah. records that go together right here yeah. it's all 90s hip-hop or like you said a color or just a shape that mm -hmm. sparks my brain that maybe has been drinking and yeah. can know it faster than like looking at everything looks the same on my phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's true. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like my biggest fear when I'm in the and I can't find I the folder that I need to get to. I know. And it hap it's happened to me so many times. And then later I'm like, Oh, there it is. Or yeah. I should have played this song. Or, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no. that's, I think it's, 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 it's that feature really, it, it's really important. I know. Come on, yeah. cut corners. What up, man? <laughs> Help us out. <laughs> but they are working on it, from what I know. So, so that's oh, okay. Good. Yeah, it's low on the priority list. <laughs> They're like only Spider and Caper want that feature. <laughs> even Jeff, even Jeff said he's like, I need that too. Like, okay, I do come the same on. <laughs> Jeff said it. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, speaking of um, drinking during gigs. Um, <laughs> I know that you like work with Don Julio 1942 or what's the, yeah. something you're sponsored or um, how does that work? So, so yeah, I mean, they you get tequila free yeah. sent to you. <laughs> well, no, they sponsor, they sponsor a certain number of DJs and right. you, that, that's basically what you drink in the club. Um, and, and so do you drink? So I think we've answered this, but you drink <laughs> when you DJ. Some, now sometimes. I do. Now, now I you. Do. Now so I you do. didn't. When when did that change? Like, did you just not want to in the beginning, or you didn't like it, or? No, I I used to, I just didn't do. I did never used to drink before yeah. when I DJ. I never thought of it. I I always thought that I would mess up, and right. then after a while, it just got. Um, 
everything gets easier as you yeah. get older because you've no, been same. doing the same yeah. thing over and over again, right? Yeah. Um, so I've done my 10,000 hours of practice and then I was like, this is pretty, you know, I can do this without thinking now. Yeah. So what do I do next? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'll take a shot. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, no, same. I didn't drink for probably a good almost probably 10 years of DJing because I was I didn't even think of it like you said or if I did I'm like I'm not going to do that it's going to mess me up and then I remember being in clubs and people were like take a shot I was like oh okay this is a whole different experience but yeah well I mean um yeah no yeah well no so I mean there's there's a point like I don't know if this is if it's the same with you Cause you're, you know, you're a guy and you're a lot taller than me, but I have, there's like a little tipping point. You have to time it right. So you have, you can't ha- drink too much before you're set because right. you get started. Right. But yeah. I like drinking, wi- like I like getting a little bit tipsy with the crowd as I go on. Like me I go too. on and I'm a little bit cold, you know, yes. then I go do my intro, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, all right, give me a drink, give me a drink. And I like easing into it. So I'm probably the my at my best like halfway to the end of my set, <laughs> and then maybe at yeah. the end of my set it's all over. It's just like I'm just playing <laughs> until it turns shit off, and I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no, I can relate completely. Yeah, same thing. I don't like getting all drunk or drinking beforehand. Maybe a little bit, but then I'd rather start DJing, make sure I'm confident with the needles are working or phase or whatever's going, the music, <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, I could take a shot or have a drink now. And then halfway through, I'm like, okay, I'm loosened up. But then you're right. Then that's the point where then you start drinking too much. And by the end, you look back at your history like, wait, what did I play the last 20 minutes? That's that's happened to I've had to go back to my history because I can't remember the last half an hour of my set. And I know, and in my head, it was like, oh, it's amazing though. I I know I had a great time playing, but I cannot remember what the hell I played. (laughs) I know, me too. I'm like, I hope there's no video of the very end of my set. oh my god yeah well so how do you so with drinking and 1942 and all that like how do you balance your green drinks that you make in your house like how do you balance being healthy and also drinking and partying and flying around all that stuff is that even something you think about or you just kind of go with your gut oh no totally i i mean i have a trainer um who lives in my building um (laughs) your building sounds amazing (laughs) you got (laughs) everybody you can move apartments you have your best (laughs) friends you have your trainer you don't have to go anywhere that's what i'm saying i can't complain about this quarantine thing this is good um no so i have a trainer and um i try to as soon as like say if i'm on the road and i come back on a sunday um by monday like you know i'll go to the gym i won't drink gin week try not to anyway um and then just yeah just that's the only thing that i can do do you know what i mean like yeah it's it's so hard to not drink when everyone else is drinking around you and people like expect you to be you know know. the the life of the party and it's just it's it's hard you know i know i noticed it even on the live streams like no matter what time, like a DJ is like, I'm going on at 11 a.m. today. And then I see him to like shots. I'm like, yo, what are you like? We're not in the airport right now, but yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, li- I, I, don't, I, I don't mind it. As long as I'm not too crazy, I, I, I'm good with drinking. Right. So that's Everyone. your like balancing your physical health. What about like mental health? Do you focus on that or do you have any tips for people for trying to stay sane like in this life that we have? 
I think working out is the best thing to do. Like yeah. it, it really, I don't, I mean, I don't know with anyone else, but it really helps me to, to like go running. Um, I do like, I don't, I'm not really a yoga person, yeah. um, but I do a little bit. Like I, I, I've messed up my back from carrying records from back in the day. Yeah. So I now, and also from traveling and sitting on planes in weird positions, you know, like, oh my God, you know, yeah. falling asleep in weird positions. So I have to do like physio and stuff like that with my trainer. Uh-huh. Um, so for me is just keeping up with, you know, working out and yeah, like the physical effects, the mental, it's all. Yeah, it does. Because if I'm, if I'm hurting, I'm, I just, I don't want to do anything. And then I'm just like annoyed at myself and, well, you know, and I might feel lazy to, to, you know, practice something that I'm supposed to practice or whatever. And then I'll get annoyed at myself and I'll get anxious because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm not doing enough. And you know, that whole cycle yeah. of madness that totally. you go through. <laughs> I um, know. But yeah, for me, working out has been the best thing for me. That's and just advice. walking and running outside. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What about, um, like when you're in the club, when we were in the club, when we back in the day, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. do you have any like embarrassing fail stories or like meeting a celebrity or like someone mentioned to me that I think they did a night with you, like Sir Marcus or someone that you guys were having a problem with something looping over and over and you could not get something to start. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or That's probably happened so many times. That's happened to me a thousand times too. I don't remember all the time. My worst my worst nightmare is switching over from another I hate DJ. It. It's insane. Like I hate it. I just feel like at this point, um, every club should know that if a DJ has this like either you have two setups or yeah. you figure some shit out or you fucking do sound check. Like yeah, you have to I do know. sound check and make sure that DJ knows that he's on before you to not touch your shit. So that like, you know, because right. it's hard to go when everyone's around you and like drinking and stuff and there's craziness all around you, you don't have time to 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 fix problems. So um yeah. <laughs> no, I know you can't. You don't think in the same mind state. And even when you do sound check, I right before all this lockdown thing in Vegas, I had one of the worst changeover experiences of my life. And I couldn't believe it, too, because it was at a massive club. And because my thing is just have another CDJ with a USB in it and ready to put that on. And then yeah. we could figure out yeah. any problem. But this yeah. was like this was one of the worst. Experiences. Yeah, I, I think um, also, you know, like uh we're not all like Serato expert. Well, I think I right. am now, but because <laughs> I've had to tr- troubleshoot so so many times in so many different situations. But yeah, um, uh, you know, Even sometimes so, like yeah. I've 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 done switchovers where like they might have an older box or something like that, and it's like wired in some other way. I don't know, just all kinds of things. Um, I but know. I feel like to, it, it when a DJ in these days, and it was the same when you know before when we when we were on like turntables and records, you still had to know how to fix things, right? So yeah. like really important to know your equipment inside out. That means like Serato, if your mix is not working and stuff like that, you know. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've had so many so many situations where things have not worked <laughs> and I'm like standing there like an idiot and everyone's just waiting and then they look at you like you fucked up. Right. They're and- blaming you. Even if the whole sound system goes out, they're looking at you, boo. You're like, yo, it's not even my fault. And I can't even tell you on the mic. 
Yeah. And and for me, like the not to get into the female DJ bullshit. Yeah. Um, but um I a lot of times if people don't know who I am, you know, there there's a lot of like dudes that would just stand in front of you and be like they'll they'll be waiting for you to to do something and they might not if they don't know what i do they're like ah what's this girl gonna do kind of thing yeah and, the stigma exactly and if, if my intro fucks up it makes me look bad so that's why i'm always so like i'm always so adamant like we have to do a sound check we have to i have to talk to the engineer if there is one yeah or you know it's important to actually i asked earlier some uh people had questions for you on the internet and um stone rock wrote in and uh said he just wrote in quotes, female DJ, uh, woman DJ, or just DJ. I mean, I think I know the answer. I replied <laughs> with what I thought, but uh, what's your answer to that? <laughs> well, I mean, one of the things I've been going on about probably for the last 20 years um, is I, I, when, I, when I first started DJing, I didn't know that I was a female. Like, right. I didn't know that I was different. Like, yes. I, until I you know, maybe started DJing in clubs and then people used to look at me different or the, or the, the doorman would be like, you're the DJ. Like, yeah. you know, kind of, I used to get that all the time and I developed a complex about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've always coming up as a DJ, I've always said, if you just, if I'm a bad DJ, then just say I'm, a sh you know, if I'm, if you didn't like my set or, or whatever, then say I'm a shit DJ. But right. I don't want you to look at the fact that I'm female or male and make that judgment. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it no, shouldn't be like stupid. that. You, you're yeah. not a male DJ. I don't say like, right. oh, he's a really good male DJ. Well, or like he's really good for a guy. Like, yeah. has anyone ever said that? That's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. You know what I mean? Why? What does that even mean? You know? Well, I mean, but see, I know where it comes from. And yes, unfortunately, I unfortunately, there are, I mean, as well as, as well as there's been, there's a lot of shit guy DJs, right? Yeah, but, so many. But I, I know where it comes from. It's just this, this perception that girls are not, you know, and maybe because back in the day that I don't know if, if there were a lot of female DJs that are good getting enough attention where yeah. you know you get the promoters that would that would book the girls that have big tits, yeah, and you know just shit like that, and right. oh, she would look good, she would attract a good crowd, like that kind of shit. Yeah. So you know we're not taken as seriously. Um, yeah. And I've had to fucking deal with that shit, right? Because I'm I'm, sure. I'm the one that has to be out here like, no, I'm not one of those girls. Like, da da da. I'm I'm an actual real DJ. The fact that I have to fucking explain that shit is insane. It is insane. I agree. <laughs> it's insane, but it is what it is, and I have to have to just deal with it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think hopefully over time, I think it's gotten better. It gets better, but it it has to be actively pushed forward, and the people that say the dumb shit have to be called out in a way, you know, like. Yeah, I think I think the internet has helped a lot. Yes, to, me too. You know, Instagram and you know YouTube or whatever. I've seen so many dope female females who dj yeah that are like so dope that can like scratch better than a lot of dudes that i i've seen or totally. you know just dj bear or make music better do you know what i mean like yeah seen so much so much of it and they've obviously been around because they've been you know like they're really good so yeah. i think the internet has helped a little bit with that so 
I know. Well, I'm on I'm on that that same team. I don't think it needs to be categorized, you know, female, male, woman, man, you know, whatever it is. Like <laughs> if you're dope, you're dope. And that's what it comes down that's to. That's all it is. If you're dope, you're dope. And also if you if you are female and you're trying to DJ, just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Yes. And not because you want to be an influencer DJ. Or do, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But just know that, you know, there's 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 a lot of girls out there that really, really, like, they do this. You know what I mean? Like, they've been working really hard. They, they're in their bedrooms, like, learning to scratch or whatever. And they're not just going to the club and just sticking in a a usb and just pretending like there's yeah. a lot of you know I, yeah yeah and a lot of young when you see all these up and coming videos of routines scratch sentences a lot of them are girls and women you know like a lot of the young coming up you know videos and stuff so when i mean when i was when i was coming up there was like three maybe two other girls that i can think of and one of right. them is DJ Shorty and she's, you know, DMC, you know, champion yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then there was a few others, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many more now and I think that needs to be recognized. And maybe they've been around for a long time, but they haven't got the attention that they deserve. Yeah, I agree. What, um, well, as far as those battles and, and being around a lot of dudes, <laughs> um, you were in the Goldie Awards, right? the Goldie yeah. battle. Um, and wait, you, I know you killed it. I mean, I saw your set. It was super dope. And then I know the next year you had you on as the DJ, but you didn't win, right? You got second place. Was there places? No, no. So, um, so uh, who was it? It was Miles Medina and Yuto. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they were, uh, they had to battle each other in the end. Yes. So you get like a knockout kind of thing. Right. You, you, a couple of rounds, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, what was so that like? Gold- like, did you have fun doing that battle? So, <laughs> so the Goldie Awards was another thing that I did by accident. I feel like <laughs> okay. um, it was just yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I can't say that I willingly like entered like oh i'm gonna do the goldie awards like you know i'm gonna win you know nothing like that like so what happened was i was out on a friday night with my husband and i texted one of my friends um and and i was like where you at you know i'm in town and she's like oh come to this hotel i'm just having a drink with my friend and i'm like okay um so cool yeah i went to go meet her her friend just happened to be a track's brother um dave from chromio and yes. i love chromio i'm like you know i've I've always loved the music and stuff yeah so, so i'm <laughs> i go there and dave's sitting there and we start talking and then my friend is like oh wait you should you know because i came in on the conversation he's like you should ask her to do it and i'm like what well, what do you mean what do what do what and he's like Oh, so my my brother's doing this competition, and you know maybe uh, like you should enter. Like we we don't have enough girls, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, this fucking thing again. Yeah. And like <laughs> if <laughs> if and I, was, and I remember saying to him specifically, if you need a token girl, I'm not the girl to ask because I'm so adamant. Like, don't you know? 
call me a female DJ and all that bullshit. Right. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then he's like, do you know my brother? And I was like, well, I've met him about 20 times in my life in the past 20 years. Um, but he doesn't seem to remember me. And one of the reasons is, he, you know, I'm always lurking in the background or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like whenever he's DJ, he's never seen me DJ. And he's like, listen, if I get him to text you tomorrow, will you enter? And I'm like, if you can get him to text me, <laughs> like then I'll enter. Next thing I know, next morning, and I was pretty drunk when I agreed to do this, right? <laughs> it was Friday night, I'm out, you know, and he, so he gets his brother to text me and I get a message from Atrack and he's like, hey, I heard you met my brother yesterday, da, da, da. will you enter? And I was like, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> so, then I, so then I do a video, I put it on Vimeo because I didn't want anyone to see and I know no one watches my Vimeo. Right. So, <laughs> good plan so I did a routine I send it in and I forget about it and then like a month later I'm in like Cleveland and I'm on my laptop prepping for a gig and I'm get, get a bing you have been selected as the final one of the final seven or eight in the Goldie Awards and I went oh like a normal person would be like, oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> and I was literally like, shit, no. And then I thought about um, dropping out and saying no. And then I was like, no, but look at the people that are judging. Like, I can't be a pussy and just, like, drop out, right? Yeah. But, so basically, I, I, I did it. My parents were coming to the States to, to visit me that same week. And oh. I t had to tell them, listen... I know it's your first time in the States, but I'm not going to be able to like speak to you or hang out with you for the next like two weeks. And they're like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and they were going to cancel their trip to the States because I was going to do the Goldies. And right. I was like, no, 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 come, 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 like whatever. So yeah, it was, that's what happened. And we had like two weeks to like come up with the set. And I was like, great. I, I have two weeks to become a battle DJ. Great. And, oh my god so much pressure even, yeah even then i was gonna like you know thinking about dropping out again um but then i was like you know what just figure it out like just come up with a five minute set i know i'm not gonna i'm i wasn't in it enough to like i knew i wasn't gonna like win so yeah i was like let me just figure it out so i did and i did what i had to do and it was it was a good it was a good experience and there's so many people that didn't know of me before that. So it worked Right. Out. Like even for someone like you has, who had done so much by that point and was so respected and established, um, I feel like it still puts you on a different level with people who knew you already and people that didn't know you already, you know? Yeah. It just, I guess it just reminded people, I guess. But <laughs> it, was, it, it, was, it was a weird time. But it was cool because I, kind of, I kind of felt like I was, I was that girl like 20 years ago, like, you know, doing, you know, possibly going to do the DMCs, or, yeah. you know, like thinking about do I want to be um, a scratch DJ? And I actually remember having that conversation with A-Track after where I was like, oh, maybe I will. Like next year I might enter and I might actually like want to do it like for real, for real. Yeah. And then I no. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm good. You were still a big the part of it though. He had you DJ right in the whole intro and outro or something. Or I remember no, watching it online. So, so the year after I, I told him I wanted to, I wanted to be involved, but yeah. I just didn't want to enter. Like, yeah. 
I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that again. I'm a DJ and I feel like I could do a good job, like doing like, uh, you know, like just entertaining people in between. Yeah. Really, I should be judging, but whatever. We won't talk about that. (laughs) You should, for real. But like, you know, I was just like, all right. Um, So yeah, I just thought it'd be kind of cool to DJ in between. But that wasn't that I wasn't in the competition that year. And you've never done you haven't you've never done three style, right? Um, no, obviously I know of it, but um, but I feel like I've been doing three style my whole life. I know that's like what our sets are anyway, right? That kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I do that when I'm DJing, and I've been doing that for twenty years. So yeah, like that is my style and your style. I think just mixing everything together, a lot of scratching in a fun, tasteful way. Yeah, I guess I guess that would doing three style would have made more sense in my in terms of my style of DJing, but that was also something that I never never really thought about doing. Don't know right. if I will. It's a lot. It's like you said. It's a lot of time and pressure. And if you're not super into it, then don't do it. Yeah, and I, I am into it, and I've seen I you know I've seen a lot of the sets so that you know the winning sets and stuff, and it's, yeah, it's cool. But I don't know. As far as your like club touring gigs, um, do you have like good relationships with a lot of the bookers and club owners in that respect and talk to them? Or is that a lot through your management? Or how do you manage (laughs) that kind of stuff? I think my agent probably has the best relationships with those, with the bookers. But um, I try... I, tr- I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't even know who's booked me. Right. I don't, you know, you go to a club and I don't know who the booker is. It's yeah. sometimes it's the warm up DJ that's, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's give, been given the job to book the DJs or sometimes it's, I don't know. I just right. kind of just go there and I try and, you know, one, one of the things that I, I do like to do, which I never did when I, many years ago, but I like to, stay after my set at the club and like talk to people i just think it's important totally the staff and like you know i've created relationships with club you know people that work at the clubs and yeah own the clubs from doing that and i think it's important to do that whereas before i'd go and do my set i'd be moody and then be like you know and then leave and that's not a good way to be yeah, I think you can just focus on yourself of what you want to put out there in the world artistically and as you're whoever you are and then um, go try to kill it and be cool with everyone there, but also let your agent handle the businessy part so you're not you don't have to focus too much on it. Yeah, I mean the business side of things definitely I can't deal with that, you know. Right. But um, I do think it's important to show your personality with you know behind the decks and also in front of the decks yeah. with the people that are, that work there because they're the ones that are there every single weekend do you know what i mean like they've heard all of the djs all of the songs all of the same shit do yeah. you know what i mean totally. what makes you different to the dj that was there last weekend you know yeah um uh and i think just having a bit of personality and it just being approachable is important have you ever been booked somewhere where they 
sort of didn't know who you were or didn't know what to expect or like it, it didn't match up right like you were like what the hell am I doing here this this isn't good <laughs> yeah well yeah that happens quite often and um, like have you like I mean how do you handle those do you just sort of try to feel the crowd out and go accordingly or just do you like this is who I am this is what I'm doing you mean like so you mean like if you're booked at a club and yeah and maybe it's a different style of music or a different vibe or just I don't know. They didn't know who you were, what your style was going to be. I mean, I know, I know like uh, when I do new clubs, they may not necessarily know if I'm good or not. They're kind of going off the word of like my agent or, you know, someone else that they've heard, heard, you know, um, talk about me. And, you know, I do, I I, I get it often if I'm honest with you, because a lot of people in in the U S don't still don't know me. Right. Yeah. So when I'm on my circuit every weekend, uh, you know, I, I go through that a lot. And I, and I, get, I get the whole, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're so good. I'm going to tell more people, da, 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 you know, all that kind of yeah. thing. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. yeah what, so, um, what kind of stuff are you working on right now? Um, I know you're doing your live stream and – preparing to go back on the road at some point but what about music stuff are you producing or have any specific yeah. projects i haven't i haven't made i'll be i'll be really honest to you i haven't made new music for like maybe four months and i kind of needed to take a break from you know yeah sometimes you, you need that break but i haven't i haven't really i've just been enjoying djing again yeah. which is especially through the quarantine uh oh, wow. days <laughs> I've been enjoying, I, I was getting so fed up of doing the same thing over and over again every I week. I know. That, yeah, I forgot. I was almost, I, I was almost at a point where I was like, I got to figure out something else to do. And I don't mean that in, an, in, in, in a depressing, negative, you know, way or whatever, but I was yeah. thinking, how much longer can I do this because I've been doing it for so long? That at some point, I have to figure out what other thing I'm going to do. But I, I realized I just needed to 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 play music that I want to play again, kind of thing. Right. Yeah, that's what that's advice I give to people and to myself too. Is like, why am I doing this? I have to stop and like ask myself, like, why did you start doing this, and why are you doing it now? And maybe yeah. go back to the reason why you started and play those records or have a scratch session with yourself or whatever it is to rekindle that feeling inside of yourself and re sort of re-energize the motivation yeah i mean and again that was being the silver lining for me with this whole yeah quarantine thing um is i've been having the most amount of fun djing again and i'm in my living room (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know and i've noticed that for a lot of people i mean even d nice like you don't know what's going to come out of this you know he's obviously well-respected legendary been around forever we've known him he does a lot but who would have thought that locking him into his house for a month would turn into like an insane new change in his career and explosion and it just goes to show that just being a good dj yeah is the most being yourself too i think he's truly putting himself out there he's not like yo i'm an this is what people want i think he was like I'm about to play the dopest classics, you know, sets. And, you know, I mean, I haven't spoken to him about it, but I'm assuming, I mean, he, it really seems genuine, which I think um, 
people could relate to. And even the big celebrities that were seeing him and the the his fans and just random people that were learning about him. Yeah, I mean, I think he just connected with people at the right time in the right situation. Yeah. Um, and he is, you know, he he's D nice, like yeah, D nice. <laughs> like, call me D nice. You know, I know. I saw know one of the nights I logged in, and he was playing his own song and rapping every word. I was like, hell yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing, and it also it, it's also validated for me that that's what I should be doing. Do you know what I mean? I, yes. I, I never once thought about when I was doing my live streams, I never once thought well, I'm going to play like, you know, how I play in the clubs and, you know, when you're, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never once thought that, but that validated for me that, you know, cause sometimes when I, when I play at clubs and I play a lot, a lot of throwbacks, I feel like people are looking at me like, like, Oh, why are you playing all the old shit? Same. Like, I'm like, because it's fucking good and I like it. And, right. and, and I have nothing to say about that. That's, that's what it is. And and sometimes I get that feeling that because I'm playing old stuff in the club, that maybe am I out of touch? Am I, you know, this, that, whatever? Um, why don't I like playing Roddy Rich every week? Like, why don't like am I am I losing it? That kind of thing. I get yes. that going through my head all the time. But you know, seeing what D Nice has been doing and just all the DJs just bringing back all the all the throw, throwback stuff is is kind of yeah makes me feel like i'm doing what i'm doing yeah. is right <laughs> yeah same i think it's important you be yourself show it to the world and you're you're gonna you know connect with the right people like through that that yeah. way do you have any advice for like up-and-coming djs i know it's kind of a cliche question but a lot of djs listening or you know trying just starting or trying to get their stuff going like do you have any advice for them or something that you learned coming up you know apart kind of what we just said in a way but yeah i just i think you know in this day and age everyone's in such a rush to become big so quick that <clears throat> it's important i think to have that have have time to like actually like figure out what kind of dj you want to be um and you can't do that if you're trying to do 10 million things at once and i know in this day and age you have to be like so many different things when you're a yes. DJ. But the main thing is hone in on one thing and practice and you know um yeah if you don't if you don't do that then you you're never going to be good at you can't be good at everything. Right. right. Wait, you cut off for a second. You said the main thing is, and then it totally <laughs> froze, which is like a scene from a movie. But you said the main thing is what to focus on. The main thing is to, fo I think to focus on music and, and, and the skills first. And yeah. then everything else is, everything else will come after. But if you don't, if you don't hone in on your skills first and, and the music and figure out what kind of DJ you want to be, then, then you're just kind of going to be mediocre at everything, right? Yes. If yeah. you're trying to be, if you're trying to be a photographer, fashion designer, this, that, blah, 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 all at once. Yeah. Um, I'm just like practice this one thing first, which is what I did. I just yeah. practiced one thing first, made sure that I was good at that. Then everything else comes after. Do you know what I mean? You can. Yeah. You don't have to do everything. I think a lot of uh, young DJs I see at the moment are just trying to do too much, trying right. to do everything and yeah and it's it's it, yeah so. 
Yeah, it's better to be sometimes it's better to be good, really good or the best at one thing than pretty good at a bunch of things, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. And and okay, maybe you can do everything. I don't know. Like <laughs> maybe it works out for you, but in my experience, what from what I've seen, I don't know. Like right. someone that's time. really really good at one thing. Yeah. I think win. I think the the key to what you said is patience and, and yeah. that seeing listening to podcasts like this or seeing things on the internet can get you in that comparison mode, but you're not that person. You did not have that life. You have your own life and you need to focus on that. And that's the only way you're going to get to the next level. If no, no one, there's no fast forward button, you know, no. and you can enter those contests. I do think that's good. I entered contests that helped me, but in a way that's just put, pulling you out of your comfort zone and teaching you new lessons. And then you're somehow connecting with new people from that. So yeah. And yeah, Exactly, exactly what you said. And, you know, practice makes perfect. Perfection takes time. And you can't just fucking be good at something in a week. You've got you to dedicate time to that, you know. Yeah. You've got to be patient, like you said. I agree. Dope. Um, well, we've said a lot. We've sp spread some gems to the DJ world. <laughs> Is there anything <laughs> else you want to... Uh, time? <laughs> yeah. So now we can head back into our quarantine uh, pods <laughs> yeah, yeah. and do um, our live stream. When's your next um, live stream? Uh, Friday, I'm back. I'm okay. Back. This Friday, she's back live from Brooklyn. Where can they find Brooklyn. you? Live from Brooklyn, baby. I don't think live from my living there. room. I'm going nowhere. <laughs> I actually haven't been out of this building in a long time. So <laughs> that's that you're doing what you're supposed to do. That's good. Where when can they your, find when you? When's your next live stream? Um, I don't know. I need to plan it out. I've been working on this podcast and everything. I did a live stream yesterday for a nightclub in Sacramento called The Park. Um, it was me and Scene and Crooked. And it was super fun, actually. Like, Scene did one kind of set. I did a whole different kind of set. Crooked did a whole different kind of set. It's just fun getting that window into people's houses and their brain of what they feel like playing uh, at this time. And, and like, we're the type of DJs that can read the room and adapt to what we see. So obviously if I was in their nightclub, I would have done a different set than what I did yesterday, but I was getting this kind of feel good disco vibe. And I was like, I'm going with that. I'm going to do my whole set like that, you know? And so, so here's, here's the thing that I've been thinking about, right? So yeah. say there's a club that you like, you DJ somewhere in Vegas, right? Yeah. Do you, that club asks you to do a live stream. Do you play the kind of music that you would play for the, that audience or do you just do you i know well i ask well first of all i've done for a few clubs and i i, I asked them well i don't know if i asked them oh so, somewhat i had like a brief conversation with the people about what they were envisioning for it um and then um the way i approach it is well i'm gonna go off of also the comments and who i can see are watching if the club really wants it to be their style or the club's like, we love when you do this live, you do that all rock set or you do this crazy scratch routine, then I'm going to do that for them, you know. But like yesterday, I really went off what I thought would be the best. And I think it worked great. The crowd loved it. The person from the club loved it. Um, so I think trust your gut, which is what we've been saying this whole time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um Unless the club is like, look, we want to send this kind of vibe, you know. I mean, um, Little John did 
a stream on Sunday and it was supposed to be like bringing Vegas to your living room. So he went in, you know, and he was playing EDM, trap, new hip hop. You know, he did that kind of three hour set you would do in Vegas. And I think it was perfect for what they wanted, you know. But then I saw him do something on the Sunday before and he goes, I'm going to do all dance hall. I needed all reggae and dance hall for four hours. And I think, you know, this is our time to show people who we are, what we're all about, our knowledge that we've learned over time and and teach people in a way and educate them to music and then relate with them screen to screen, you know, musically in a way. Yeah. And how do you how what do you think about um you know people are getting like crazy with their streams right like they go yeah screen, which is amazing it's cool but do you think what is what is do all djs need to be doing that like do, do all djs right. need need this crazy setup or i don't know like, i don't know i can't put my i i don't have a definitive answer um my uh, my choice is I want to go as crazy as I can. I like we did that stream yesterday and I got full graphics. I streamed it from my computer. I had I was flipping to different screens with like effects and videos of people dancing way over the top. I did not have to do that. Crooked just pointed the phone at himself. Same with scene and they absolutely killed it. Um I don't know. I have fun with that stuff. To me it's fun to do that and create the graphics and, and have my friend create the graphics and, and just be technical and learn a new thing. Mm -hmm. But I do not, I guess I don't think it's necessary, but at the same time, I don't think it's bad. I've seen people say like, Oh, that's whack. Like you should just have the normal screen. People are going to relate to that. And then I've seen other people like it looks so whack. They're doing a nightclub and it's just a normal screen and they're in some stupid room. And I'm like, okay. So everyone has their opinion or they're like, they're doing graphics. It's way over the top. We're just streaming a live stream, you know? So I don't know. And and then I've seen ones where they did all the graphics and the green screen and it looked super whack. And I've seen ones where I was like, this is super intriguing and cool and different. So I think it's just like DJing and playing music. It depends how you do it and how you present it. Um, or like four color Zach, he did a pre-recorded video that he edited in all of these clips that went with the music and would put filters on the screen and really took it to the next level where I was like, damn, he's not even, he's live streaming a pre-recorded video, but this is the dopest thing I've seen. So, and I hadn't even thought of that. So, cause I was thinking, oh, what if I do a live stream, figure out all the songs and then bring in little clips and gifts according to my stream live. Then when I saw him do that, I'm like. Oh, you could do a pre-recorded. So I think the sky's the limit, right? It's infinite possibilities. Yeah. I mean, one of the first people that I saw, like, bring in other clips from other people, and it's like other people dancing and stuff in their living rooms, was Rich Medina. Um, Yeah. He he went on Twitch, and he just went all in, like, first week. He was like, he had had everything going. Like, he had... um, it would like switch to he'd be playing music and it would switch to like someone in their living room and they'll be dancing and then this and it would be like it would look like a pre-recorded like these girls doing like these disco dances and stuff and it looked really cool and I was like man that's I'd never thought of doing that it's right crazy. I like it it's it's, the, it's all the creativity that we have inside of us as DJs and just creative people we can bring it to these platforms I think it seems like Twitch 
and YouTube, but Twitch especially is becoming the platform and that's the place to go the craziest with the creativity and experiment. Um, but I've been trying to do it in Instagram too. If I can figure out a way, you know, this yellow duck program and all these things and send it, then I'm going to do it. Um, well, the worst thing, the worst, I think, I think this is for everyone, maybe apart from Dean Ice, because he probably has a deal or something with Instagram. But um, it's what is the most frustrating thing is the fact that the stream ends every hour. So it will cut you off every hour, even right. if they don't cut. Even if it's not for copyright, it's just you can only stream for an hour. Yeah, I can't figure out though. Like, like I said, um, I was working with Little John to help him do some streams, and we did one on Sunday. Um, or no, we did one on what was it Thursday? I think it went for three hours and ten minutes and never stopped. And then I asked him, I'm like, did you do anything? He's like, I don't know. So we don't know if the company he did it through another company's Instagram. But that was weird. So I don't know if there's a way to contact Instagram if you're big enough and get them to take the time restriction off. I don't know if they're experimenting on certain accounts where they let it go longer. Um, And like you said, or experimenting on certain people that are allowed to bypass copyright things or if that's just some built-in computer. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'd I'd like to know if anyone knows the answers. <laughs> yeah, no, I had this discussion. I was talking to Vice recently because he's doing every day at five o'clock. And I mean, everyone has their own opinion on what it should be like or could be like. And I think there's no right answer. We all just keep doing it. I mean, some of the things I've seen are amazing on Zoom and all these different apps. People are like yeah. figuring out crazy shit. Yeah, and now uh, Mixcloud have... Um have a streaming service now. Right, and it's legal and you can subscribe through Mixcloud Select. And then even Twitch is so next level. I saw the Beatport stream from this weekend and they had this thing. It was like, hover your mouse over this the Beatport logo on the screen and you clicked it and then it had a pull down menu and it was like, here's the lineup for today. It had the, the set times. It had three sections within the pull down. It said lineup for today, um, something else I forgot it was like information and the track list like live from the DJ was crazy every song he was playing would pop up on a screen that was in Beatport that you could then click and go into their website and go to the actual song and actually buy the song yeah what (laughs) or stream it or put in your library so I had never seen that till this weekend too we got to hit up our our friend from Beatport (laughs) (laughs) shout to Davey um to see how they're even doing that. So I think, you know, it's, it's, and then all these companies are coming out with things like Mixcloud and, um, I saw some other stuff coming out, um, but different ways to live stream. And it seems like Instagram is trying to Im- like now be able to stream from desktop and, um, right. and, and that, I think that's what needs to happen. Cause all of my followers on Instagram and it's frustrating to yeah. think, okay, I got to start again on Twitch. Like, I know. Or on, you know, I've got followers on Mixcloud, so I think that's the next thing that I'm going to test. But yeah, I think it's testing. You could use the restream thing where you could stream to every single thing, and then the your people that like Twitter, your people that like YouTube, they can be on each thing. Yeah, and and sort of just do it like that. Um, but it is hard with the Instagram thing. But what I say to other DJs, I agree. I have the most engagement and everything on Instagram as well. But I mean, we used to be on 
MySpace and all these other things, and we switched over to the next one. And then some DJs, you know, shout to DJ as is, like he was, we get in these arguments, and he's like, well, what if we build up Twitch, and then they start hitting us for copyright? And I'm like, I understand, but that's that's our business until it's fully built in and legal and it's all in, integrated into one platform then we just have to keep figuring out what's good i guess yeah i guess do so you want to make yours all graphic cool or what What do you think or do you like the raw i kind of do but then I, I i also think that what i've been doing has been working for me yeah um i just uh it's it's hard because on instagram there's so much going on there's so many people on right that um it's just it's 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 almost like you you you're in competition with yeah. everything again but i don't know i think i do i'm i'm actually waiting for a new laptop oh nice <laughs> cuz my my um my other laptop i'm on like el capitan still or something right. which i was trying to i was trying to do obs like i was trying to sc- uh, stream from it and i was like why isn't it working i'm like oh, because you're on El Capitan like and I can't I can't update the OS because it has all my production stuff on there and I don't want to mess anything up so like uh, yes like, all right let me just get a whole laptop <laughs> I know so. isn't that crazy so many DJs I know have been doing that and then me too I have two laptops and I tr- I was like I'm gonna stream from this one and then when I plugged everything in it was like you need a quad core processor and I'm like Yo, it's working for everything else. What are you talking about? Yeah. So then I figured out, can I do it all from my one laptop? But then it sounded like a helicopter that was going to like take off. It was so like the yeah. fans, it was working so hard. So, I mean, honestly, if if Instagram gods, if you're listening, please, can you just like stop the one hour thing and just let me stream? Yeah, stop the one hour thing and also i'd love if there's a way i don't know we're just talking to instagram right now but (laughs) if there's a way to like oh i'm watching caper i'm gonna put my thumb down and then she'll become half the size and be in the corner but i can still scroll through instagram i can write dms i can write texts i can look who else is streaming i can see my instagram pictures and like them Otherwise, I have to keep going in and out of your stream. And number one, it looks weird. It's like, oh, DJ Spider has joined, joined, joined. Yeah, and then yeah. also you're like flipping through and it gives a false impression of who's in your stream. And then if anyone writes you a message, which that's all we're doing right now is texting each other, yeah. then you go out of the stream and then you forget to come back in. And it's like, it's definitely not good the way it's set up or let you send it to your TV or something, you know? Yeah, I mean that would be amazing, right? Just that one simple thing. Right. Well, I guess I, I think you can if you with Chromecast. I guess. Right, but you can't like be on your phone. You know, that's a thing. Like with Twitch, at least like I put Twitch on and then make the screen all little, and then you keep go through Twitch, follow people, talk to people, write messages. So, I yeah. think Instagram just wasn't ready for all this, and they're trying to implement. But um, you know, I, who knows. I just, yeah, I mean, it'd just be ideal if it just worked the way that we wanted, but I don't know. I know, I know. This is, and we don't know how long this is going to go on for. Are we going to be live streaming for 16 more months or six more weeks, you know? That's, Who knows? That, that for me is the scariest part of all of this. Is right. Not I don't. Yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to have the most positive like, attitude, but how do you know what's going to happen? Yeah, and 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 it's not a. If this is my life, then that's fine. Like right. for the next year, then that's fine. But I'd just love to know so I can like, I don't know. Yes. A little bit. <laughs> I know. I mean, I guess everybody feels like that, but still, it's crazy. Yeah, I know. 
Instagram gods, please help me. Instagram, help us. We're trying to stream. Everyone's trying to stream. And just the quality, like with the split screen. And when they do those versus battle, you can't even hear. If you didn't know DJ Premier and Rizzo's music, you would almost not know what they were even playing. No, no. It sounds so yeah. shitty. Yeah, I mean, I mean, was it Teddy Ryan baby face? Yeah, that that's a classic moment that will be remembered forever. Some of those clips of them trying to use, like, what do you you push yeah. pin and then you, I don't know. It was like it was like when I'm on Facetime with my mom and dad, and I'm like, Dad, can you move your hand? Like, exactly. with I know. <laughs> no, no, put it to your face. I know. I was with my wife. We were laughing because we we're trying to teach her mom something on Zoom. And we're like, no, press the microphone. Press the mic. And she's like trying to do it. I'm like, this is the Teddy Riley thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows, Caper? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think we have we've spread a lot of knowledge. We've learned a lot about you. And where can everyone find you? I know you're on Instagram as at Caper Official, right? Yeah, Caper Official. Is that Official. all of your uh, social media? Um, Instagram, Caper Official. What are the other things? Uh, Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, uh, Caper Official. Uh, give me another one. Uh, are uh, you on Twitch? Yes, it okay. is Caper Official on Twitch. Okay, yeah. come on. Uh, that might be your uh, new thing. Follow that, people. Yeah, please follow me on Twitch because I don't know what else to do. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, you have a website that leads to everything, right? What's your website? Uh, caper.co.uk because oh, someone that's... took .com. It's very okay, upset about it. And they're more. trying to make me pay them a lot of money to get it back. <laughs> Bastards. Me too. The, someone, the guy, there's a guy in the UK that has djspider.com. I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah, I got I got offered uh, like, oh, if oh, do you want to – do you want – uh, caper.com and um, okay can you pay me like thousands of dollars no i can't pay you thousands of dollars for my own name no yeah exactly like what are you doing with it <laughs> yeah it's uh, i still have .co.uk so <laughs> well that's fine because yeah. you're english <laughs> yeah. makes sense right it's yeah fine. all right well go find her on there everybody follow her and check her live stream coming up this friday dj friday, caper 6 p.m by the way 6 p.m Eastern New York time. That's right. Yes. Which has also been hard. People are like, I'm in Brazil though. I'm like, I don't even know how that relates. I'm sorry. Can you just go on your iPhone and look yeah. at the world clocks and let's just do that because yeah, exactly. there's too much. Yeah. All right. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific if you need that. Uh, go peep it. And uh, anything else? You got anything else for the, the Beat Source listeners? Just, I don't know, stay healthy. Don't be yes. crazy. Don't be, I know it's going to be warm soon. So don't be crazy and go out, you know. Like yes. Well, I already saw park. pictures from Brooklyn of like parks like packed. Oh yeah. Just that I can see it from my, from my window here. There's what people the out everywhere. It's crazy. It's but, crazy. Yeah. So, don't do, don't be that guy. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do don't that. Because do okay. otherwise we're all like, this is going to go on for longer. So Right. Chill. I know I've been talking to people and they're like, well, you're really taking this seriously. I'm like, I just put in all this work. It was like 40 days worth. Like, I'm not going to ruin it. Like, let's just yeah, exactly. get to the point where whatever the next step is. And then we go do that. I also just bought a laptop for OBS that costs thousands of dollars. <laughs> I need to make use of it. <laughs> exactly. Give me some time to learn my live streaming. Please. God. Well, I, I can help you if you need. We got that. Uh, we got the Beatport Beatsource guy. He's amazing. But uh, if you need help, I got you. 
And uh, everybody out there, hit me if you got questions or anything. Um, but DJ Caper, thank you so much for being on the 20 podcast. Really appreciate it. Cool, man. Thank you. Yes. The 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week as we have interviews from amazing people and we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.